And hello, everyone, and welcome to our program, The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy TV Edition. I'm Vic Batista, along with my co-host, Nathan Jones, and we are with Lamb and Lion Ministries. And we want to welcome you to our program today as we're going to be talking about heaven almost there. So stay tuned. And before we continue, I'm going to ask my co-host, Nathan Jones, if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for your mercy. Uh, we're all in a difficult time right now with this coronavirus crisis, with people locked in home and uh, just social distancing and just the economy and students wondering what their school year is going to be like. And Lord, you know our problems. You're sovereign and you reign. And Lord, we just ask for your mercy and peace on all those who are tuned in. Uh, Lord, protect us. Keep us healthy. May we be dependent on you and may we live by faith. Thank you, Jesus, in your precious name. Amen. Amen. Again, you're tuning to Set Few Bible Prophecy Program. Big Batista and Nathan Jones, as we're talking about heaven almost there. So stay tuned. And those of you that are following us on social media, make sure that you share this program with your friends and your families. But before we continue, I'm going to welcome my co-host, Nathan Jones. Nathan, it's great to have you on the program again. Hey, brother. Great to be on all this technology, keeping us connected uh, across the country. And we can preach God's word and and still be thousand miles apart. <laughs> That's just always amazes me. I know. I think it's fantastic. And I, and I always say, I thank the Lord that we're back again. I mean, you and I, we say this every week, but the weeks are going so quickly and there's so much that's happening, right, Nathan, in such a short time. You're not kidding. I mean, we read about the end time signs that Jesus gives in Luke 21 and Matthew 24 and uh proliferation of false prophets and wars and rumors of wars and famines and plagues and fearful events and signs in the sky and Israel as a nation again we read these signs and Jesus said they come more frequent and more intense like birth pains the closer we get to his uh, return and brother it's got the point now that our weekly <laughs> podcast here can't keep up with the amount of events that are going on in the world each week as these signs continue to come more frequent and more intense Truly, we are living in the season of the Lord's return. Woo, Nathan, and you basically outlined all the passages I was going to have you share with us today. So I think that's fantastic how the Lord is working it out. Oh, no, I'm sorry to jump in there. <laughs> no, I think, I, actually, I think it's right on because our topic is that of heaven almost there. And we'll talk about why we believe that heaven is at the door for the believers, Nathan. And you, you mentioned a number of things that we're definitely going to expand on that. But Nathan, we have had a tough week. I mean, uh, we've seen due to this coronavirus, just a number of deaths. And you and I were talking about some statistics, Nathan. What are we up to right now in terms of deaths? Well, it's pretty rough around the world. There's at this time on April 22nd, 2020, I'm looking at the statistics website here for COVID-19. There's oh, two and a half million confirmed cases. Uh, total in the world, 166,638 people have died now. Again, that's questionable as we're learning here and there. Some hospitals are reporting any death as a COVID death, so unfortunately. But here in the United States, uh, we're looking at right now 41,124 dead with almost 8,000 people critical. Now, praise the Lord of the 765,000 people that supposedly have the coronavirus, 71,000 have recovered, so 10% have recovered. Right. So we're in the thick of it right now, man. And Maybe uh, what most don't know is that you're on the front lines. You're one of the health providers out there that are, are battling the coronavirus. And again, I want to thank you and all the health professionals who are out there who are, who are risking your lives being around people that have the virus to make sure people live, man. Thank you so much. 
Oh, Nathan, you're welcome. Yeah, I, I specialize in ventilators, life support, anesthesia, and, and yeah, they cannot get um, enough of the units right now. As soon as we turn them around, they're ready, being ready to be used. So uh, again, uh, it is it is a privilege to be able to do this, but we also thank, again, like you, like you recognize all the first responders out there and all those individuals that are doing a, a great job behind the scenes. So it, it's uh, thank you again, Nathan, for your prayers. And, and Nathan, and yeah, these are these are uh, numbers that are just um, you know they're rising. Of course, it's a uh, it's a very uh, difficult situation. Uh, a lot of uh, people have lost uh, loved ones, and you and I were talking about this, Nathan. You know, as we talk about heaven almost there, uh, the only thing that makes me so happy is that I know out of these forty thousand plus, there there were also a lot of believers, people that placed their trust in Jesus Christ, and the Lord promoted them. They're they're in heaven with the Lord. They're in a better place. They probably would not, would not have imagined a month ago or so before they got sick that they will be with, uh, with the Lord so quickly. But we see also some hope and good news uh, out of this for the believers. Right, Nathan? Yeah, you bring up a great point. Promoted. I love that. Promoted up to heaven. Uh, you know, obviously, we don't know when we're going to die. And, and certainly this coronavirus is just as lethal as, say, a car accident. One minute you're there and the next you're not. I one story coming out of our church is that we have a, a poor gentleman who is uh, dying of cancer. He doesn't have much longer to live, and his parents, his older parents, have been taking care of him. Well, both parents came down with COVID-19 and were dead within three days, and so, and now he's going to die. So an entire family might be wiped out in the same week, and so there's cases after cases of this. And like you said, 166,000 people didn't expect to die in this month and now we're dead. And uh, so it really, one of the things I believe that the Lord is using this for, he's making the world on a giant timeout. We are sitting there now thinking about our mortality. We're contemplating what eternity will be like and what that means and how do we get there. So very timely discussion is to sit there and, and contemplate what does the Bible have to say about the afterlife? Mm, Nathan, and that is something that we hope uh, that individuals that are tuned into the program, or maybe that have just tuned into the program, will, will make note of. Again, you tune into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Program. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. As we're talking about heaven, uh, almost there. Uh, Nathan, that is so true. We're seeing so many signs uh, of the times all around us, and we're encouraging people to really uh, uh, take inventory of their lives because we are really seeing some things that why we believe that the Lord is at the door. Uh, Nathan, you you made a uh, you you mentioned a wonderful passage uh, regarding uh, the generation, the time frame which we're in. It's found in Luke chapter twenty one, verses twenty nine through thirty six. I'm not sure if you might be able to take us there, Nathan. Luke twenty one. Uh, verses 29 through 36, and, and, and uh, maybe read that for us so that we can talk a little bit about uh, uh, the time frames which we're living in and the things that we're seeing right now. Oh, that's a fantastic passage, the parable of the fig tree. Okay, Luke 21, verse 29, it begins, then he, Jesus, spoke to them in a parable. Look at the fig tree and all the trees, and when they are already budding, you see and know for yourself that summer is now near. So you also when you see these things happening, know that the kingdom of God is near. Assuredly, I say to you, this generation will by no means pass away till all things take place. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will by no means pass away. But take heed to yourselves, lest your hearts be weighed down with carousing, drunkenness, and the cares of this life. And that day come on you unexpectedly, for it will come as a snare on all those who dwell on the face of the whole earth. Watch, therefore, and pray always that you may be counted worthy 
to escape all these things that will come to pass and to stand before the Son of Man. And in the daytime he was teaching in the temple, but at night he went out and stayed on the mount called the Mount Olives. So it's again telling where Jesus was. This is his Olivet Discourse. Nathan, that's fantastic. And, and here we, we notice a number. It talks about this generation. And again, we, we see Israel, right, Nathan, coming back, uh, uh, prophetically speaking, as a nation that regathering. We see the, the budding of the fig tree. We've seen so many amazing signs around Israel and also even in the events. And that's why you and I are so excited because we believe that really the next thing on the prophetic calendar it's the rapture of the church, right, Nathan? Oh, absolutely. Uh, for those who, who read this parable, it's easy to see that there's a, a surface meaning. Jesus saying, hey, you know, when you start, it's springtime. You, you see the trees are out there. They're budding. You know that summer is the next thing that's coming around. I mean, it's just obvious. But uh, again, the people that were following Jesus would have seen the day before Jesus curse a fig tree for not producing fruit. And so there was a deeper spiritual meaning to this. And they knew then that the fig tree, as Jews, they knew that the fig tree represents Israel historically. And so that when Jesus curses the fig tree for not having fruit, he's pointing to Israel. Israel at the time was not being spiritually fruitful. It wasn't fulfilling his purpose. And so Jesus cursed the fig tree, just like Israel was cursed. And since 70 AD, Israel ceased to be a nation. But Jesus said then that when the fig tree rebuds, when it becomes a nation again, and when it becomes fruitful again, that would be the generation or the people group, the genia, as the word is, the, the era of the people who see that fig tree rebut. Now, brother, we've seen Israel become a nation again in May of 1948. Israel became a nation again. And now, 72 years later, we are still that generation that has seen Israel become a nation again. We know that we are the people group, the time period that will see the return of Jesus Christ. And, and Nathan, and that is very, very encouraging because, again, we see all these things. And for the believers, this is uh, great news. We see these signs of the times. We see, uh, again, just right before our eyes, things that we, we would have never imagined before. And that is the prophetic calendar taking right in front of us. Nathan, I oftentimes remind individuals that life is short. And now, as we see uh, things speeding up, uh, it's even shorter. It reminds me. Uh, you know what, what Jesus said in Second Peter uh, chapter 3, verses 8 and 9, uh, there in terms of time, because God, in a sense, is kind of like uh, outside of time. Time is different in how he views it than, than we view it. And I always like that in Second Peter chapter uh, uh, 3, verses 8 and 9, he says, But beloved, do not forget this one thing, that with the Lord one day is a thousand years, and a thousand years is as one day. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some count slackness, but is long-suffering towards us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come uh, to repentance. Uh, Nathan, you know, again, out of this 40,000 plus thousand people that passed away, uh, we often wonder, wonder how many of those were believers. And some people want the Lord to return right now. I know I do. But yet the Bible says that the part of the reason why the Lord hasn't returned is because the, the, he's leaving that door open, right, Nathan, for more people to come and to repent. Absolutely. The Lord is patient. He's been spending 2,000 years cultivating humanity to bring a believing remnant, which he calls the church or the bride of Christ, to come to know him as Savior. Uh, but he's also put inside humanity this knowledge that there's something beyond us. Ecclesiastes 3.11 says, He, God, has also set eternity in the hearts of men. 
yet they cannot fathom what God has done from beginning to end. And that's amazing to think that each one of us as human beings, although some deny it, but it's true, the Bible says that we have built in us this knowledge that there's something beyond us about this life that goes on beyond this existence. Uh, now, we don't know what that existence is, though, because our minds are just too small to grasp it. But we have an inkling of it because 1 Corinthians 2.9 tells us, No eye has seen and no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. So, brother, we can read about heaven in the Bible. We can talk about it. But we really can't perceive it. Our minds are too small. The, the differentness of it, the vastness of it, the wonder of it is so great that we cannot fathom it. But the Bible does give us a hint. It does give us an inkling of that. So it's exciting, man. I, hopefully that everybody will respond to this internal knowledge that God has put in us about the afterlife. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, if, and it's true because in James chapter 4, uh, verses 13 through 14, and I know you and I touched on this passage uh, not that long ago, but it also talks about how quickly uh, life um, uh, fades from us. You know, in other words, we're, we're one here one moment, the other moment we're gone. Uh, and in James 4, verse, uh, verses um, 13 through 14, it says, Come now, you who say today or tomorrow we will go to such to such and such city, spend a year there, buy and sell, and make a profit. Whereas you do not know what will happen uh, tomorrow. For what is your life? It is even a vapor. It appears for a little time and then it vanishes. You and I, Nathan, every program we do, we encourage people to come to Christ, and we always hear people thinking the same thing. Oh, I have more time. I have more time. Yet the Bible says that in reality. Life is but a vapor. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We're healthy right now, Nathan, but tomorrow we might find out some bad news regarding this coronavirus. And who knows, within a few weeks, possibly, uh, some people uh, will not be here. So that's why this is an, an urgent message. Right, Nathan? Uh, you make me want to knock on some wood or something. Yeah. <laughs> Could be I'll, I'll be dead by next week. You don't know, but uh, it's, I like to think of humanity, and we don't think about it like this, but humans are very much like butterflies. You know, we, we look at a butterfly and we see how beautiful it is, but we realize that it started out as an egg, and then eventually hatches and becomes a caterpillar. That's the larval stage. It will then encase itself in a pupa or the chrysalis stage, and that's where it kind of melts into a blob, and then reforms, and out it becomes a butterfly. You know, each for a butterfly has four phases of life, and each is uniquely different. And each is a different existence in the whatever the level you're at or the stage you're at, you don't know what the next stage holds. And then, you know, humans are like that. We started out as a simple egg in our mother and then eventually became a blastocyte and an embryo inside her womb. And inside the womb, we couldn't imagine what life was like outside of the womb, although there was hints, you know, pains and sounds and movements. But once we were born, then we are in a new stage of our life. Well, that's not the final stage, the Bible says. Like the butterfly, we are just kind of in the caterpillar stage of life, if I can make that comparison. There is another stage beyond that, and that's the stage where we're in our glorified eternal bodies. And we could be in our glorified eternal bodies in heaven with Jesus Christ, or we could be in our eternal bodies facing eternal judgment in hell. So either way, there's two destinations for humanity. There's no third destiny. It's either in heaven with the Lord forever and hell and eternal punishment. So there's a there's a, a future ahead of us beyond this life. 
Uh, you know, Nathan, that that is fantastic. Nathan, John chapter 14, verses 1 and 2. We love those. I'm not sure if you are able to pull those up and read those for us, because now that you're saying that, I think it's fantastic for people to realize this earth is not all there is for the believer, for those who have placed their Christ in Jesus. Man, there's a wonderful uh, future that awaits you. And the Bible talks about that in the Gospel of John, chapter 14. Would you be able to read those for us, Nathan, uh, 14 verses 1 and 2, just in case someone out there doesn't have a Bible? Yeah, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. I go to prepare a place for you. Woo. And and also Nathan, and he says, and, and he goes to prepare a place, and that where he is, there we we may be also. So that's really why we're talking about heaven almost there, because one, Jesus is there; two, we believe the rapture is at the door; three, we see so many signs converging, uh, and I mean it's just great news uh, for individuals that are struggling right now, trying to understand what is going on. Absolutely. Uh, you know, it's amazing that that passage, John 14, because it, here is Jesus promising his followers, not just the ones in the first century, but throughout all the church history, that he is preparing an afterlife for us, that this life has its purposes. But the afterlife, the one in one fellowship with God that Jesus paid for by his own death on the cross uh, is really what our future is. Our, our purpose is to have fellowship. with. That's why God made humanity to have fellowship. And, and we are now, while on this earth, our purpose is to serve him, to proclaim the good news, as the Great Commission in Acts 1-8 tells us. But to think that we have an eternal purpose to dwell in perfect fellowship with God. And we get a kind of a picture of that back in the Garden of Eden, where Adam and Eve walked and talked and had fellowship with God the Father. But when sin came, that relationship was broken, and God being perfect and holy could not be with an imperfect, unholy human, and therefore God is separated from us. We can't see him, but through Jesus Christ and his Holy Spirit living in us, that's a step towards that eventual restitution of that relationship, a reconciliation where we can be with God forever. Man, I, I look forward to that, and to think that if God could make an entire earth and, and everything on it in just six days, Think about what these new Jerusalem, this future home that we will have with God forever, man. That just blows my mind. Woo, uh, Nathan, what encouraging that you know, Nathan. Uh, and the more that you are that we're talk about heaven, the more excited I get. I know you also because really, you know, death it is a scary thing, and, and I and, and you know we all know uh, that it's challenging. But yet, the more I focus on heaven, the less I am fearful of death. Or, or, or anything else, right, Nathan? And that's why we're trying to encourage people that when we have put our hope in Christ Jesus, bad things can happen, bad things will happen. But when we see what the Bible has said about what awaits us, it's super exciting. It is. Hebrews 2.15 tells us that people live in slavery by their fear of death. You know, most people don't think about death. I, I would really even say that this reaction to the coronavirus, this great fear that has gripped the, the whole planet, people are scared to go outside and uh, you know, they're wearing face masks and, and they're, it's it's really kind of surreal to go to a grocery store now. Everyone has to walk up and down aisles a certain way. There's glass uh, cases between us and the checkout person. Uh, everyone wears masks. They look warily at each other. They try to avoid each other. And because we're having the knowledge of our, of our potential death smacked in our face every time we go outside now. And most people live in slavery by their fear of death, the Bible says. 
And the reason is, is Psalm 144.4 tells us that man is like a breath. His days are like a fleeting shadow. You know, we don't contemplate too much, but the older I get, the more I realize that our lives are much like flowers. They're here one minute and gone the next. The seasons come and go. And so now we are being confronted by our mortality. And hopefully that is making people sit and think about what their future holds beyond this life. Mm, Nathan, excellent point. Again, for those of you that just tuned in, you're tuned into the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Edition. Big Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministry. We're talking about heaven almost there. So for those of you that just tuned in, feel free to share with your friends and family this program. And of course, any questions or comments, feel free to post there. Uh, you can always reach out to us at 305-992-9537 as well. Uh, Nathan, that is fantastic. You know, I, I'm looking forward to soon uh, flying away, if you will, <laughs> through the rapture and through our transformation, Nathan. And it's true. You know, this body is not all there is. Uh, yes, this coronavirus pandemic is is terrible. Uh, there's a lot of people losing their lives. Uh, but yet we realize that God has prepared a place for us. And he's also going to give us, Nathan, a new body. Just like when Jesus died and resurrected, he had a glorified body never to decay no more pain, no more fear, no more tears. And that's really what we're saying, what awaits the believer on the other side. Absolutely. Uh, this uh, eternal glorified body, we can read in 1 Corinthians 15, 42 through 50. I'll just read a brief portion of it. The body that is sown is perishable, but is raised imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. It is sown a natural body. It is raised a spiritual body. And so shall we bear the likeness of the man from heaven. So here we are told by the Apostle Paul here that our resurrected, glorified, eternal bodies, that butterfly stage, so to speak, of human life is to be like the, the body of the man from heaven. In other words, Jesus Christ, when he resurrected, we got to see a picture of what our resurrected bodies were like. Jesus had a physical body. We won't be ghosts. He could touch him. He was tangible. Uh, you could talk to him. You could hear him. You could recognize him. Jesus ate with the, so we're going to be eating in the eternal state. It's just much like our bodies now, but the eternal bodies are, are can't be destroyed. They're immortal. They're glorified. They're powerful. They're spirit controlled rather than sin controlled. They're perfect. There's no weakness, uh, you know, and, but Jesus could do other things too. He, he ascended up to heaven. He could flew. A, that he'd show up in rooms and just scare the apostles by just showing up there. Maybe that's too. We will be able to move around like we can in these limited forms. And so that's amazing to think because get this idea that some people have that we're going to be ghosts floating around on clouds and playing harps all day long. And the Bible doesn't teach that. The Bible teaches that our lives, much like now, will be like then except that there won't be sin in the glorified eternal state anymore. Praise the Lord. Our sin natures will be gone, and we will have these super glorified bodies that will live forever in perfect fellowship with God. Man, if Woo. that get you encouraged about the future, I don't know what will. Oh, man, Nathan. Well, I think the next passage, I mean, Nathan, if you can also, uh, now that, that we're on the wonderful, encouraging word of resurrection, and we're talking about the timing, how this can occur at any moment, would you also be able to uh, take us to um, 1 Thessalonians 4 and maybe read for us verses 13 through 18? Again, we want people to be encouraged. We don't want them to fear death. We want them to recognize that heaven is almost there. This is why the times in which we're living are exciting times. 
And what awaits the believer is a joyous, a joyous future uh, in eternity. That's outlined for us in First Thessalonians 4, verses uh, 13 through 18. Would you be able to read those for us, Nathan? Absolutely. This subject is about the rapture of the church. And we're talking a lot about death right now. But the Bible promises that for one generation of the church, the last generation, the final generation, they will be raptured up to heaven before God's judgment comes on the world in what's called the tribulation. Verse 13 says, But I do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, in other words, died, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up, raptured, together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we shall always be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. Mm, mm, that is a fantastic. I, I think I'm going to go ben Pentecostal right now. Mm, mm, that's a wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> Raise your hands and praise the Lord. That's a hallelujah verse right there, Nathan. Therefore, comfort one another with these words. And, and that's what you and I are doing. We're, we're trying to comfort people to let them know, guys, Let's keep our focus on Jesus. Let's keep our focus on the word of God. Yes, these are difficult times. Maybe we're losing loved ones. Maybe we're going through difficulties. But at the end of the day, look what actually awaits the believer. Right, Nathan? Absolutely. Now, the nice thing about this rapture thing isn't just that for those who are alive, the rapture will come and will beat death. But it also talks about those who have died in Christ. In other words, every Christian that the church age is Pentecost up to the rapture will be resurrected from the dead. They will be given, for they will take their intermediate bodies, but their human bodies will be merged into what's their, their eternal glorified bodies and will be reunited with our loved ones, with our church brothers and sisters over the last 2,000 years. And here it says, there we will be with the Lord forever and you comfort each other with these words. Now, one of the comfort is, is that before God brings judgment upon the world in what's called the tribulation, that we will be taken off this world. If Christians had to live through the tribulation and be subject to God's wrath over 21 judgment, there's no comfort there because we will be slaughtered. But here we're to comfort one another with these words because the rapture of this church, this great catching up, happens before God's judgment comes upon the world. Ooh, that is fantastic news. Again, you're tuned into our Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Program. Vic Batista, Nathan Jones with Lamb Lion Ministries. And we're talking about heaven almost there, encouraging the believers. And Nathan, this is why this is so encouraging. Even right now, again, over 41,000 people have lost their life to the coronavirus. Many Christians have lost loved ones, but yet the Bible says, right, Nathan, that they will see them again. Amen, brother. If you've died in Christ, uh, this life has passed, but a glorious new one awaits you. And it's just a matter of, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your savior? There is one and only way to heaven. John 14, 6 tells us that Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Nobody comes to the Father except through me. And how do we go through Jesus? By surrendering your life to Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, repenting of your sins, and turning to Jesus Christ. Once you are a child of God, then that eternal life is promised to you by God himself. 
Mm, awesome. Nate. Thank you for sharing that wonderful word. And maybe you're on the other side and you trusted in Christ right where you are. It's all about belief. It's all about faith. Reach out to us. Let us know that you receive Christ. We would love to connect with you, give you a Bible and also some materials to help you grow. And we want to encourage you to find a wonderful church that teaches the word of God and that teaches Bible prophecy and grow there with them. Get baptized, get plugged in, because that's what this is all about. And as we get ready to close the program, we want to leave you with a word of encouragement uh, from 2 Timothy chapter 2, verses 3 through 8. Again, we are, we, are, we are to endure. We're running a race. We're not to give up. We're to keep our eyes on Jesus. And we're to do this with patience. And we are to ask the Lord, like Paul writing to Timothy in verse 7, considering what I say, and may the Lord give you understanding of all things. And that is our prayer for you, that God will give you understanding of what we're saying here and the times in which we're living in. Uh, again, so Nathan, this is just amazing, uh, all the wonderful things that, that the Bible has to say. I want to thank you so much, Nathan, also for opening up those wonderful scriptures so that individuals can see uh, the times in which we're living in and that we could be that generation, right, Nathan, that could be alive and return. For that rapture, when the Lord, that could be alive as the Lord returns uh, for his church. Well, the fig tree rebutted Israel as a nation again. This is the generation that has seen the Lord do these amazing things. This is the generation that will see the Lord return. And so, brother, thank you for bringing that message of hope to us. Uh, I love that you picked this topic on heaven because we need to keep our eyes focused on what's eternal. Because when we focus on the eternal, everything else in life begins to make sense. Mm, excellent point. Thank you so much, uh, Nathan Jones, for encouraging us with that. And again, for those of you that have been doing to the program, we ran out of time for this segment of the program. But Big Batista, Nathan Jones, thanking you for being part of the program. May the Lord bless you and keep you.